Welcome to the Rebel Physician Podcast, where we are creating a path for physicians to break free from the toxic medical system to create an enjoyable and a sustainable career in medicine. Join us each week as we challenge the status quo, push boundaries, and seek to create a better healthcare system for all. Okay, today we're going to talk about perfectionism. And we've talked about it before, but today we're going to really dive into one of the most detrimental things that perfectionism does, which is decreases the quality of the work that we do. Now, doctors are by nature selected perfectionists, right? It takes a lot to become a physician. And for many of us, that equates to being a perfectionist or having perfectionistic tendencies. And what we're going to talk about and what we've talked about in other episodes is what perfectionism really is, which is fear. Fear that you're not enough, that you're not a good enough doctor. And we try to make our, the work that we do and the identity that we are as perfect as possible so that we can prove to ourselves and to others that we are truly good enough and worthy. So a question I want you to be thinking about and asking yourself throughout this episode, and if perfectionism is something that you struggle with, is how can I feel safe enough to stop trying to be perfect? How can I feel safe enough to stop trying to be perfect? And we're going to get into some specific examples of how perfectionism decreases your work quality. And if any of these resonate with you, then then start there. If that's something that you know that you're doing, start there and ask yourself in this particular circumstance, how can I feel safe enough to stop trying to be perfect? And at the end, I'll give you an idea of what you can think about and what you can strive for instead. The first thing is overthinking. And what overthinking looks like is second-guessing diagnoses, treatment plans, surgical outcomes. Doing this, second-guessing and and overthinking, distracts you from the patient in front of you, which increases the chance that, that you'll overlook something or make a mistake. So if you are in the OR operating on someone in the middle of surgery, but you cannot stop thinking about the last case that you just finished, you can't stop wondering how the patient is doing, wondering if you missed a step, if maybe the one thing you did you shouldn't have done, or if there was something that you didn't do that you should have done. What is actually happening in reality is that you're not focusing on the patient in front of you. And when you're not focused and 100% present on, on the patient in front of you, they are not getting the best out of you. They're just not. You're distracted. It's the same thing like if you're trying to talk to someone and you know that they're only half listening to you because their mind is somewhere else. Do you really feel like you're getting the best out of them? No, you don't. It's the same exact thing for your patient. And this holds true for clinic or at home with your family. When you're overthinking, you're most of the time focused on something that happened in the past or worried about something that's going to happen in the future. Either way, you're not focusing or bringing any presence to what's happening right in front of you. And if you're a doctor, then what that looks like for most of your life is your patients. Either them 
actually in front of you or their results or their messages because your mind is somewhere else. The next thing is over-researching. And what this means is spending extra time reading up on every patient's diagnosis, treatment plan from multiple books and journals and resources so that you feel more confident. And what this leads to is over-explaining things to your patients. And this causes them to leave the visit feeling confused, unsure, or scared. And we think that we're doing something good by proving that we're good enough because of all the information that we know. But in reality, our patients don't want to know everything. They want to know the succinct bullet points of all the knowledge that you have. They don't want something spit back out at them that you just read from a textbook or journal that they don't understand. And it's important, of course, to mention that reading and doing research is inherently part of our jobs as physicians. We want to look things up when we need to, but we're not meant to know everything at at every moment. Things are constantly changing. There's new research. Of course, you want to be up to date with all of those things. This doesn't mean never looking anything up. What matters is the energy behind what you're doing. So if you have a patient who has a complicated diagnosis or something that you're not used to, or if there's new, if you want to just make sure that there's no new treatment plans available, you want to check the research, then of course you're going to be looking things up at that moment out of curiosity. That compulsive behavior is not coming from a, fe- a fear of not being enough. You are confident in what you know already, and you're trying to add to that by staying up to date. That's very different than the energy of, I have to compulsively look things up because I don't feel like I'm enough. The action looks the same externally, but internally what you're feeling is very different. And that's how you know if the behavior is appropriate and useful or not. The next thing is overcharting. Overcharting is when you're charting every single detail from every patient encounter to ensure that any other doctor who reads it thinks that you're good or smart enough. What this creates is notes that are convoluted, confusing, and and frankly, too long for anyone to read. And that's very interruptive when it comes to patient care. If you think about how busy you are in clinic, most other doctors are the exact same amount of busy as you are. So if they get a huge stack of your notes that have a bunch of misinformation that they don't need, they're not going to read the notes. And what essentially is going to happen is that they're not going to, they're going to miss all of the work that you've done. And that can lead to either having tests repeated or things explained to them in a way that doesn't make sense or that they already knew because you told them the point of your, of your, documentation is to summarize the visit and the plan. It's not to make sure that you're conveying that you're smart enough or good enough. And the same energy that we just talked about with over-researching comes true for charting. What would the most confident version of you chart? That's the question you can ask yourself. If you weren't worried about people not thinking you're good enough, if you weren't worried that you weren't a good enough doctor, how would you chart? That's how you used to chart. Okay. And finally, overworking. This means charting 
or checking tasks or results in the evenings or on weekends. What this does is leads to physical and mental exhaustion. Over time, physical and mental exhaustion is going to decrease the ability to focus, think critically, maintain patience, and the quality of technical skills that you have. We don't realize how much that the work that we do outside of our work hours takes a toll on us because everybody around us does it. We think it's normal because of residency and the rigorous training we went to, but the fact of the matter is it's not. And you can prove this to yourself by thinking of a time where you actually took a restful vacation, had a day off where it was truly off. Your brain wasn't ruminating, wasn't thinking about results. It wasn't having to think about complicated patients or what they're going to think of you. Then you come back to work so much better off than when you left it because you had that break. It's normal for doctors to have perfectionist tendencies at a baseline, right? That's that's usually what is required of us to become a doctor in the first place. And it's perpetuated during our training due to the fear of making a mistake that could hurt our patients. We think that our perfectionism is protecting us. And that's not a true belief. That's, that's actually not true at all. It's not protecting you from making mistakes. And the truth is the quality of our work and the patient care is decreased by our perfectionism. And we know this because despite our best efforts, we still miss things, we still make mistakes, and upset patients sometimes. And that's just because we're human. We're human beings. And we're never going to be perfect. We are so focused on trying to be perfect that we forget the entire reason we became doctors in the first place. It wasn't to become the perfect doctor one day. It was to heal. It was to heal our patients, heal other humans. And if you think back, like really think back to when you were an aspiring physician, when you were applying to medical school, when you were just getting started, I highly doubt that you ever had a thought in your mind that said, I can't wait till I'm a perfect doctor one day. Like that never happened. That was not the goal. You were only focused on helping others, the impact you could have on other people's lives by healing them somehow. So get back to that place. That's where you need to go. Get back to that, that play, that focus on someone outside of you. And that's a really easy way to get out of perfectionism. And one, this is one of the things that really helped me with my perfectionism. And of course I'm on a a journey just like you and I have slip ups and I notice that I'm yearning for perfection sometimes of, of course, but when I can remind myself that it's actually not helping me be the best version of who I want to be, it's really, really helpful. So instead of focusing on perfection, which is impossible, I encourage you to focus on excellence Excellence is very personal. It means something different to everybody. But if instead you focus on being the most excellent version of you, then that's a goal that feels achievable, attainable. And it's not as detrimental as perfection because excellence requires presence. And your presence is what's going to help you to be the best, the best version of yourself that you can be. If you haven't already, 
joined the rebel physician community, please join us. Perfectionism is something that we can all relate to. You can get a lot of support around in the community. It's a free community. It comes with all of my resources. So you can check that out and join, join that community. And one more favor I'll ask of you is if you can like this podcast or write a quick review or share it with someone so we can get the word out about what it means to be a rebel physician. Have a great week. Hey there. Just wanted to take some quick time here to let you know that if you have been thinking about doing a podcast and it feels really overwhelming and you like the idea of podcasting, but the other stuff like the editing and production feels too overwhelming, I wanted to let you know about the people who now edit and produce my podcast, which is Pretty Easy Podcasts. And for the first year and a half of my podcast, I was doing everything myself. And I had tried to contract out editing and it was really got some really, really bad (laughs) results. So I was hesitant to try again, but I'm so glad that I did because working with Pretty Easy Podcasts has been so amazing. They can get your shows recorded, posted with a complete podcast studio at your disposal. You could record from home, your office or the park or really anywhere. And then they totally cater to your schedule and It's just so easy to work with them. I cannot say enough good things. So if it's been on your mind to do a podcast, then definitely check out Pretty Easy Podcast at prettyeasypodcast.com and sign up today. It's super affordable and it's so fun working with them. So definitely check it out.